Hey everyone, how are you doing? I'm Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. You can check out my work at MyersDetox.com. Please go there, subscribe to our newsletter. It's amazing. We have so much information every single day about detoxification. Everything we do is research-based. You'll learn so much if you go to MyersDetox.com and opt in for any one of our free books or our newsletter on the website. Uh, Today, we have a really interesting show with Dr. Michael Platt. This show is so good. If you are worried about your hormones, if you want to learn about progesterone, about estrogen uh, and bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, or you feel like you're constantly stressed all the time, you feel like you have a lot of anger frequently, or you have pain syndromes, or you feel like you drink or smoke marijuana or do any types of other drugs to reduce stress, you want to listen to this show. It's about adrenaline dominance. And we're going to talk about what causes that and how simple, how simple it is to address it with progesterone therapy. So we talk about some distinctions there, like the type of progesterone you need to take, how much of it you need to take. It has to be in a very specific dosage. Um, So we're going to talk about all that and more on today's show. So some of the highlights, this is such an interesting show. We're going to talk about what is the root cause of so many health issues that are simply adrenaline surges, Uh, the many symptoms of adrenaline dominance, like poor sleep, urine incontinence, interstitial cystitis, which is where women have to feel like they have to go to the bathroom constantly. This is adrenaline, basically ADD and ADHD. And this is just kids with a lot of adrenaline, can't focus, Um, addiction, migraines, fibromyalgia, pretty severe pain syndromes can be tremendously relieved or eliminated just with adrenaline therapy. And so uh, we talk about the easiest way to block adrenaline surges is with progesterone cream and why you must use a 5% concentration to get the desired effect that you want, which is to block adrenaline, Um, how to control adrenaline surges with diet, and why men also need progesterone as much as women, it's not just for women, how to do hormone replacement therapy properly. We'll also talk about how to stop cramps, headaches, pain, and road rage in just a few seconds. Why creative people and CEOs typically have a, you know, adrenaline dominance. And, and also if adrenaline dominance is such a huge problem, why is it that more doctors are not aware of it? We never hear about this from our doctor because it you know the solution to this issue is very simple more on that topic on the show today tune in so i know you guys listening are really concerned about your heavy metal levels and also how to how to reduce stress so that you can get into that parasympathetic state, that rest, detox, and digest state that you need to be in to optimally get rid of heavy metals and chemicals. Um, So I created a quiz. It's called heavymetalsquiz.com. You can go there, just take a couple seconds to take that quiz, and you answer some lifestyle questions that will determine your relative body burden of toxins. And after that, you get a free video series that talks about how to detox, how long does it take, what kind of tests you need to take this really an amazing video series that I created for you for beginners and advanced detoxers alike. So go check it out totally free at heavymetalsquiz.com. 
So our guest today, Michael Platt, is board certified in internal medicine, specializing in hormone and wellness therapy, and is considered to be one of the leading voices in managing excess adrenaline and the use of high-dose progesterone. Following the premature death of his mother from breast cancer, Dr. Platt began the journey of assimilating his knowledge about hormones and the importance of keeping them in balance for optimum health and wellness. In 1995, he opened a clinic in Palm Desert, California, where he's been consulting with his patients and clients, employing his Platt protocol and natural approach to hormone balance and wellness. And since 1997, the Platt Wellness Center has been a pioneer in the research and advancement of the therapeutic use of progesterone cream and other bioidentical hormones. Platt is considered an important pioneer in observational, functional, alternative, and allopathic medicine focused on bioidentical hormones and adrenaline overload. Um, his award-winning books, The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones, How I Lost My Fatigue, Hot Flashes, ADHD, ADD, Fibromyalgia, PMS, Osteoporosis, Weight, Sexual Dysfunction, Anger, and Migraines. That's a mouthful. Um, and his book, Adrenaline Dominance, A Revolutionary Approach to Wellness, details his Platt Protocol, Solutions for Conditions, modern medicine considers incurable just using progesterone. His unique breakthrough approach called the Platt Protocol is helping people throughout the world to lead happy, healthy lives. And I can attest to that. I take progesterone every day and it's just, it's my, it's life-changing. Um, so you can learn more about Michael Platt and his groundbreaking work at plattwellness.com. Dr. Platt, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so I'm really excited to have you come on because so many women struggle with hormone imbalance, with stress, myself included, and and I wanted to have you come on to talk about your expertise. So you wrote a book called Adrenaline Dominance. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that and and your background? Well, I you know I, I went to medical school in New York City. Was board certified in internal medicine. The uh, the book Adrenaline Dominance is actually the only book that's ever been written that talks about the clinical consequences of too much adrenaline, which is surprising because it's the underlying cause of many conditions. And, and you know, unfortunately, we have a a medical system where doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness. They're just trained to give out band aids, and uh, and they get very little, if any training in hormones, even though hormones control every system in the body. So, but our our system, and I'm going to vent a little bit here, our system is controlled by drug companies that have no interest in people being healthy. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why I do this show. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I consider myself a wellness physician, and I do treat the cause of illness. Yeah. And that's what I love about this show. We, We get down to the root cause of health issues and stress is a, a, a huge factor. Like the last couple of years, you know, people have been more stressed than ever and are experiencing the negative side effects of cortisol surges, adrenaline surges. Um, what's going on? Can you explain that mechanism a little bit about adrenaline overload? Yeah, you know, what's interesting, people in the past have always talked about cortisol, but what they don't realize is that the body produces cortisol in response to excess adrenaline. Mm. And what's interesting is that adrenaline peaks at 2.30 in the morning. And adrenaline is a very powerful hormone. It's also a neurotransmitter. And a lot of people wake up at 2.30, uh, 
uh, because adrenaline gives people that urge to urinate, even during the day, when you have to go, you have to go, that's adrenaline. And, but once the body releases adrenaline, it creates stress to the body. You, you know, when people are under stress, that's adrenaline. And the body responds to stress by putting out cortisol to deal with the stress. And this is neither here nor there, but, but a lot of people are concerned about weight. And people don't appreciate the fact that adrenaline is probably the number one cause of weight gain because the reason why the body releases adrenaline is to raise sugar levels. And in fact, what the body is very concerned about is that the brain has enough fuel to, to function and the brain uses more sugar than any other tissue in the body per weight. And anytime the body detects a low amount of sugar or, or glucose in the brain, it just simply puts out adrenaline. And when the body releases adrenaline, creates stress, and then the body releases cortisol. The first thing cortisol does, it also raises sugar levels to deal with the stress. So now while people are lying in bed, they're producing two hormones that raise sugar. And the whole thing about sugar, it doesn't matter whether you're eating it or if the body's making it, if you don't burn it up, then the body stores sugar as fat in your fat cells. I suspect it's the number one cause of weight gain and nobody ever talks about it. Yeah, I mean, they talk about cortisol all the time, but it's more complex than that. It is, yes. Yes. Yeah, and so, and what are some of the symptoms of adrenaline dominance when someone's releasing too much adrenaline? Wonderful question. The, uh, the number one reason why people have trouble sleeping is adrenaline. Either their mind races or they just can't fall asleep. They, some people toss and turn. Some people grind their teeth. Some people get a night to urinate. Restless leg syndrome. These are all caused by excess adrenaline. And then when people have a lot of adrenaline, uh, this causes cold hands and cold feet, which always gets blamed on, on thyroid, but it's actually adrenaline that constricts blood vessels. It cuts off blood supply to areas of the body that are not needed for survival. So another symptom of too much adrenaline is constipation, which they call IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. But, and also when people have a lot of adrenaline, they very often carry a lot of tension in the back of the neck. And the tension in the neck can actually cause tinnitus, ringing in the ears. It can also the number one cause of headaches. There's a type of headache called migraine headaches that people don't realize is usually a different headache called occipital neuritis. And these are severe headaches. Very often they, they shoot into the back of the eye. And, but they're always looked at as migraine. But the thing, and that's why people get Botox injections in the neck, but Putting some progestin cream on the back of the neck gets rid of these headaches immediately and prevents them. The, uh, the other thing is that when, you know, the number one cause of anxiety is adrenaline. The, uh, the other thing is that when, when people have a lot of uh, adrenaline, they, they can also have depression because adrenaline is an anger hormone. You may have heard of something called road rage. Road rage is strictly adrenaline. But when people internalize anger, that's, you know, that's one of the major causes of depression. So it goes on and on. You know, fibromyalgia. Uh, there are over 10 million people in this country with fibromyalgia. They've all been told there's no cure for it. And I tell people with fibromyalgia that if they're going to have chronic pain, this is the best thing they can have because it's the easiest chronic pain condition to get rid of just by lowering adrenaline. Yeah. Now, you may have heard of a condition called ADHD. And, you know, there are millions and millions of children that have been diagnosed with ADHD. In fact, probably most children do have it. Uh, completely misunderstood. It, it's a condition that doctors don't really understand what it is, and schools don't understand what it is, and they very often refer to it as a learning disorder. 
But keep in mind that the most intelligent, successful, creative people in the world have ADHD. So how bad can it be? The whole thing about ADHD is not a learning disorder. It's an interest disorder. In other words, if they're interested, they'll focus. If they're not interested, they will not focus. Mm -hmm. Because their mind goes so quickly because of the adrenaline as a neurotransmitter that, that they get very easily distracted if they're not interested. Yeah, yeah. So, in fact, the most successful people in the world have two different types of ADHD. And when I say two different types, you know, people have heard of kids that are hyperactive and ADHD, and then they have kids that have trouble focusing, but they're not hyperactive, and they call it ADD, attention deficit disorder. So when you have both ADD and ADHD, I call that a mixed type ADHD, but these are the heads of every major corporation usually have a mixed type ADHD. And I suspect not one of them ever finished college, by the way, and yet they're the heads of corporation. Yeah, they're doers, you know, <laughs> they don't need to <clears throat> sit and yeah. do books and tests and things like that. Yeah. And so, and that's a really, really, uh, really interesting distinction, like a really positive take on that. I just feel terrible for mothers that are you know, uh, going with the status quo and turning their children into zombies with, uh, you know, Adderall, which is basically legal methamphetamine. Um, it's the exact same chemical structure as the, the street drug crystal methamphetamine. Um, it's really sad, but, uh, so let's so you mentioned progesterone as a solution to, to lowering mm -hmm. adrenaline. So tell us, elaborate on that and how progesterone uh, opposes adrenaline. Yeah, progesterone doesn't really lower adrenaline. What it does, it blocks adrenaline. Mm. And I suspect what it does, it, it takes up the same receptor sites that adrenaline goes to. But, you know, it goes to uh, effect immediately. You know, you've, you, you may have heard of children that have colic. Colic is caused by excess adrenaline. Mm. And you, you take some progestin cream and rub it on the baby's belly. In three minutes, the colic is gone. You've heard of bedwetting in children? Yeah. Only uh, also caused by excess adrenaline. And that can go, you know, some kids deal with it for years, but you can get rid of bedwetting in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline, just like you can get rid of road rage in 24 hours. So progesterone is, um, what it does, it blocks adrenaline and it, it is certainly part of the protocol to dealing with, with, uh, with progesterone. I don't know if you want to go over treatment now or a little bit later, but, but the other part of treatment uh, it is nutritional. And, you know, and what it all comes down to is approaching excess adrenaline from the reason why the body is releasing it. And if you know that the body is releasing it just to raise sugar levels, then right away that tells you if you provide fuel to the brain, the body doesn't have to use adrenaline to provide fuel. And, you know, it's, it's really that simple. It's it's not easy to keep your blood sugars, you know, level uh, the whole day. I mean, it, it's very tempting. People want to eat sugar and refined carbohydrates and uh, and things like that. It's it's challenging. But in it, it's I think keto is also can be problematic for people that are you know women that are trying to lose weight and they're going on these super low carbohydrate diets and it it can be counterproductive for them when their body's releasing adrenaline to try to raise their sugar levels. Yeah, let me repeat. The, the brain uses more sugar than any other tissue in the body. And, and, but the brain <clears throat> can use up fuel within three hours. I mean, that's how quickly the brain can, can run out of fuel. And when that happens, the body keeps on putting out adrenaline to raise glucose. Uh, it's a process called gluconeogenesis. 
people don't need to know that, but it, the body converts protein into glucose. Um, so, and this goes on, you know, throughout the day and throughout the night. So, <clears throat> yeah, so eat, eating is, is an exceptionally important part of the approach to controlling adrenaline. So progesterone is mostly known for blocking estrogen. And I would say that 99% of people in this country, including doctors, believe that progesterone is a woman's hormone. And they don't realize that men and women have the identical hormones, different levels, but exactly the same hormones. Men stop making progesterone around the age of 50. And what's interesting is after the age of 50, the men start putting on weight around the middle. And what, the only thing that puts on fat around the middle is insulin. And the other, another thing that progesterone does, it blocks insulin. So not only do men start putting on weight around the middle after the age of 50, they start developing prostate cancer. And prostate cancer, just like breast cancer and uterine cancer and cancer of the cervix and uh, whatever, ovaries, is caused by estrogen. And men wind up with higher levels of estrogen than women have, you know, uh, <clears throat> starting in their 50s. And estrogen is the cause of prostate cancer. And, and, and so men need progesterone to block insulin, estrogen, and adrenaline. So, in, in fact, if you think about it, progesterone blocks the three most toxic hormones in the body. It's really a remarkable hormone uh, that is basically little known by the medical profession. And, you know, right now, the most commonly prescribed type of progesterone is an oral progesterone, something like Prometrium. And this comes down to the fact that doctors know so little about hormones. And the, the problem with oral progesterone, it, can, it goes straight to the liver and converts in, <clears throat> into a different hormone called allopregnanolone. Uh, this is why they have people who use oral progesterone to take it at night because one of its major side effects is, is sleepiness, but it's not progesterone. Yeah, <clears throat> isn't that a synthetic progesterone? No, it's natural, it's bioidentical, mm. but, but like I say, it, it is converted into a different hormone. That's why uh, if you're gonna be using progesterone, you know, I only recommend you know, creams, which go directly into the bloodstream and they bypass the liver. But when you take it orally, it will go straight through the, you know, it goes initially through the liver. There are progesterone suppositories, which are good for women that have endometriosis and fibroids, whatever. But other than that, the, <clears throat> what you want to use is a, is a cream. And the most effective cream there is, is a 5% cream, which means that each pump is 50 milligrams. And that's the exact strength you need to block adrenaline. And it's the best strength for blocking estrogen because the lower strength progesterone very easily go straight to estrogen receptor sites and, and actually act like estrogen. So what you need is a 5% cream. Yeah. So like, I mean, there's a lot of progesterone products on the market, but you're saying many of them are not strong enough to really uh, do the job that people are seeking out, the, the results that people are seeking. Yeah. 99% of them are not good. I would not recommend. Yeah, and you have your own product. You have a, a bioidentical progesterone that's five percent. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm well. I'm on my website. We offer two progesterone creams. They're both the same strength. One has oil of, of lavender, which helps people relax, and one without the oil of lavender. But other than that, they're exactly the same. Five percent strength. Um, one is called Plat Pro. <laughs> and the other is called Promax. You know, what's interesting about progesterone, you know, I said that it blocks adrenaline right away. 
Um, you may have heard of dogs that have um, separation anxiety, which is also adrenaline, by the way. And you put progestin cream inside the ear of the dog, which is like skin, and with, within a minute, their separation anxiety is gone. Yeah, I mean, I started progesterone about maybe about 30 days ago or so, and I cannot <clears throat> believe I took one dose of it. That night, I slept so good. It was amazing because I definitely over like the last year, and I've talked about this on the show before, um, you know, when uh, uh, about December 2019, I started reading about that pandemic and I felt like this was already here in the United States and there was uh, <clears throat> lots of consequences coming and I was researching it furiously and I was so stressed. I had so much adrenaline going, so much, and then I just, I wasn't sleeping well. I was, uh, it was just, uh, it was terrible. Um, but when I, I started working on some different things to work on stress and I found the, I heard about you and your work and I started taking progesterone cream and it was amazing at how, how much more relaxed I felt during the day and how much better I slept. It, it was just tr so transformative. I'll put you in charge of my marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And so tell us a little bit about, so you also have an estrogen cream. Can you talk a little bit about that and that, that kind of role in balancing hormones or perhaps other stress hormones? I will, I will do that. Um, estriol is one of the three natural estrogens. What makes it different, it's the only estrogen that does not cause cancer. You know, estradiol, which is the strongest uh, of the estrogens, causes six different cancers in women, two, two in men, but six in women. And um, so it's not my favorite hormone. But estriol not only is the only one that doesn't cause cancer. It's the only estrogen that is effective for vaginal dryness. Um, and it takes about 10 to 14 days to rid of dryness. And then after that, maybe using it twice a month just to maintain the lack of dryness. So, um, so, at, so anytime I recommend estrogen, it will be in the form of estriol. Like I say, it's the only safe estrogen. Yeah. And then and what's great is that you don't need a doctor's prescription to use these. You can, because, and most people today, they, like most women, uh, you mentioned men over the over 50 don't have enough progesterone. Well, what, what about women? What about, because uh, I know like I'm in menopause, I'm 49 this year and I've gone into menopause. So I know I have low progesterone, low estriol, and I, and I need some sort of replacement, but it's great. You can use your, your products without a doctor's prescription. Right. We have a therapeutic strength of estriol. When women are in the perimenopause, you know, as they're approaching the menopause, uh, the number one hormone that um, is problematic is, is progesterone, a, you know, drop in progesterone. When women are in the menopause, now they're low in progesterone, they're low in estrogen, they're low in testosterone, and they're also low in DHEA. You so know, you're saying I'm a hot mess. <laughs> Just I, I, low on everything. I would say you're hormonally challenged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, testosterone is, is a good hormone to replace in women. Uh, you may have heard of women that have what's called stress incontinence, if they cough or sneeze, and a lot of women wearing pampers and this, that, whatever. And women can lose that muscle control around the urethra. And what's nice about testosterone is that when it's inserted, uh, used intravaginally, you can get rid of stress incontinence in, in three to six days. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've heard of Kegel, Kegel exercises. 
you can kegel 24 hours a day without testosterone, you're not going to build any muscle. Mm. But once you have the muscle and do the kegels in three to six days, the stress incontinence is gone. Now, there's another type of incontinence called urgency incontinence. And this is where women are running to the bathroom and they get some leakage. Now, that's adrenaline. And that you can get rid of in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. Um, so there's no reason why women have to wear special accessory type panties and stuff. You know, but it's again, it comes down to treating the cause of the problem, which is problematic for, for doctors. So testosterone is an important hormone for women because it's, you know, the number one cause of death in women are heart attacks. I don't know if you know that. And they occur six times more commonly as a cause of death than any other cause of death. For some reason, they don't talk about that. But yet, but the thing is that even though men and women get a drop in testosterone, you know, as they get older, men always are producing testosterone, not the same levels they used to, but women, it drops to really low levels. And I suspect since the heart has more testosterone receptor sites than any other uh, tissue in the body, I feel that it's a low testosterone that contributes to women's heart attacks. So I, I think it's an important hormone to replace. Yeah, and I think that's interesting. I mean, my grandmother died of a heart attack, and I know it's uh, so many people listening have had uh, loved ones pass for that same reason. And I, and that's why I wanted to have this show is, you know, being almost 50 years old, you know, hormone replacement is definitely on my radar right now. And there, there's, and you've written a, a, another book also on uh, hormone replacement theory, bio, bioidentical hormones. You know, and I, in the past, I used to think, oh my God, the HRT that causes cancers. And there's like this big study that shows how problematic it is. But I mean, but today there, there's so many safe ways to replace hormones. And I think that's definitely a personal choice every person has to make. But I'm like, well, well why why live your life with uh, some of all these symptoms of low testosterone, progesterone, estrogen, when it's it's so simple and easy to replace them and there's so many benefits and so little downside. But unfortunately, finding doctors that know hormones is just not that easy. Yeah, because it, isn't it somewhat challenging to to test, uh, you know, to find someone that can test the correct levels and find the, that delicate balance? I mean, is, is it something that you need to be testing on a regular basis? to get the right levels? Well, yes and no. Uh, a woman in the menopause will always have low levels of those four hormones, estradiol, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA. But the problem is, is that most doctors treat lab tests rather than people, and they don't realize that, that hormones change all the time uh, on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, hourly. So, so I always prefer treating people rather than lab tests. I look at lab tests, but I treat people. Now, the other thing is, um, I, I know you deal with fatigue, and you may have heard of a condition called adrenal fatigue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the difference between adrenal fatigue and, you know, maybe uh, the adrenaline dominance. Well, you know, what's interesting, there is no difference because adrenal fatigue is adrenaline dominant. Adrenal fatigue is a non-existent condition. It, it's, a, it's a misdiagnosis. And the reason why it's a misdiagnosis is that there are a lot of doctors, especially naturopaths, who do saliva tests. And the thing about saliva tests is that when you're dealing with adrenaline, you know, adrenaline is what they call a survival hormone. And part of the survival response is that it cuts off blood supply to areas of the body not needed for survival. You know, I mentioned earlier, you know, cold hands and cold feet and, and people that get constipation from IBS because of a cutoff, but it also cuts off blood supply to the salivary glands. 
Uh, in fact, people with chronic anxiety will also complain about a dry mouth. But because it's cutting off blood supply to the salivary glands, hormones don't get into the saliva. So when they do a saliva test and there's a low cortisol level, based on that low cortisol level in the saliva, they, they diagnose adrenal fatigue. Mm. If they did a blood test, they would find that the cortisol level is actually high. Mm. Interesting. So their whole approach to treating adrenal fatigue is to raise cortisol levels when they're already high to begin with. And cortisol is not a happy hormone. I mean, not only does it cause weight gain, but it causes osteoporosis and, and you know, causes, uh, it damages the immune system. And, and, and nowadays is not a good time to have a damaged immune system. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we want that, that immune system cranking away. Um, yeah, and so, so any other insights, like from your book, uh, Adrenaline Dominance, what kind of things are in the book? How long will it take for people to see results if they, they follow your advice in the book? You know, in, in my book, I, I talk about a patient that came in and, and the reason he, he came to see me was, was every morning he would wake up and vomit. And there's only one thing that'll cause that kind of vomiting, and that's excess adrenaline. You may have heard of a, a condition called cyclical vomiting syndrome. This is found in children. They start vomiting. They can't stop. They have to be hospitalized. Again, it's caused by excess adrenaline. Do doctors know that? No. But, it, but it, it's but so. And you may have heard of women that vomit throughout their entire pregnancy. They call it hyperemesis gravidarum. That's also caused by excess adrenaline. Do doctors know that? No. But so adrenaline is a cause of excess, you know. So he came in, he's complaining about the fact that he vomits a lot. And he had severe fibromyalgia, which is, you know, again, adrenaline. And we'll talk about that. But so I put, I had him put some progesterone cream on his arm and he rubbed his two arms together. And and then we, we started talking again. And about five minutes after I put on the, the cream, he sat back in, in, in his chair and he looked at me and he said, Doc, in my entire life, I've never felt this good. That's after five minutes. Okay. So not a usual response, but people with, with a lot of adrenaline will have that kind of response. It's such a powerful hormone. It's a rage hormone. And, you know, so people can have effects right away. I mean, I certainly felt effects right away. I mean, I, I was shocked at how much better I slept the, the night I, I took it after just one dose. And so let's talk about addiction also, because there's a lot of people out there drinking alcohol every night that are smoking marijuana or, um, you know, trying using different substances to try to cut their adrenaline. Can you talk a little bit about that? The, the number one cause of addiction is excess adrenaline. And people get into, into drugs and alcohol just to relax, just to chill out. You know, all these people that go into rehab or detox or, you know, um, these centers, and, and they pay a lot of money to go through these detox. But there is not a single center in the country that deals with the reason why people get into drugs and alcohol in the first place. You know, it's, it's like anger management class. You know, people... There are anger management classes everywhere. Not one of them talks about adrenaline. And yet that's the cause of road rage. You know, I'm just saying, you know, this, this whole concept, this whole idea of treating the cause of illness is so foreign to our whole medical approach to, to, to and it, it's, you know, it's frustrating to me. And, you know, there was a time that I wanted to change healthcare in this country, but let me tell you something, they put up a lot of roadblocks 
you know, I, you know, the uh, people should should realize that I've surrendered my license because the medical board wouldn't let me alone. They arrested me three different times and I've never harmed a patient. But anyway, but so I'm just saying this country uh, is con- controlled by drug companies. You can't beat them. Yeah, I mean, watch out if you're helping people in any way with simple and expensive remedies because they're going to come gunning for you. But, you know, medicine has always been a passion for me. Yeah, I mean, our medical director, Dr. Bruce Jones, I mean, he rescinded his medical license as well because he wanted to be able to practice medicine in whatever way he saw fit, uh, to help his patients in whatever way he saw fit without these golden handcuffs with someone, you know, uh, telling him how he can work with his patients. So you're not the only one. Yeah, the main concern the medical board had with me is that I was taking people off medications. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but the medical boards are, are just almost 100% funded by drug companies. And, and yet prescription drugs are the third leading cause of death. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is another way of saying that doctors are the third leading cause of death. Yeah, I mean, and, and can you tell us a lot, like why we never hear from doctors about adrenaline? Why do we don't ever sought adoption? I cannot explain that. It, to me, it, you know, it's so clear that excess adrenaline creates problems. And I don't know how it has been avoided. I don't know. I mean, that stress is number one cause of death. I mean, that's what it says in all the research that stress is the number one killer. And, and then let's talk about some underlying root causes of stress. Um, like, you know, people that have emotional trauma, they're going to be releasing more adrenaline than the next person. Um, I, I recently had a big bout with uh, food sensitivities where I realized I was sensitive to lectins. And I was just eating them constantly all day long. And I was having major cortisol rushes, waking up at night, uh, urgency to urinate and things like that. It's adrenaline rushes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I was uh, I was really fascinated by that discovery. Um, so there's a lot of different underlying root causes of, of adrenaline you know, surging. Can you talk a little more about that? There are two reasons why there'll be a surge of adrenaline. Um, adrenaline is mostly known as, as a fight or flight hormone. So certainly when people are in danger, the body is going to be pouring out adrenaline. But that's an extremely unusual reason why the body puts out adrenaline. Most people do not realize that the main function of adrenaline, the main function of adrenaline is to make sure the brain has enough fuel. So anytime people have that drop, drop in sugar, the body's going to be pouring out adrenaline. You know, some people do a lot of exercise and they have to realize that the muscles burn up the same fuel, glucose, that the brain uses. So, you know, so they could be living on adrenaline, you know, especially athletes, you know, they live on adrenaline. But, you know, adrenaline, you know, gives people intelligence. You know, that's why people with ADHD are are intelligent. Uh, They have trouble focusing, (laughs) but they're, you know, and then children with autism, have incredibly high levels of adrenaline, incredibly high. And they respond wonderfully to lowering adrenaline. You know, kids with autism that don't speak will start talking and they start communicating. But, you know, the, the problem is that when children have all this extra adrenaline, you know, anything is too much of a stimulus to them. So they avoid things. But once you lower their adrenaline, these are, you know, but, you know, trying to get groups that deal with autism to understand that, the kids have a lot of adrenaline, it's tough. You know, yeah, and you, creative people have a lot of adrenaline also. You you mentioned that before we started the show. Can you talk about that? Yeah, creative people actually have the most adrenaline. 
you know, people in Hollywood, whatever, you know, they get into drugs and alcohol, especially the music industry, drugs and alcohol. Yeah, but I, and I understand that. You know, I mentioned before that you only see bedwetting in creative type children only because they had the most adrenaline. And women that vomit throughout their entire pregnancy are always extra creative. And I think the reason for that is that the creative brain uses up a lot more fuel than a normal brain because it's always working. Creative people are the ones that when they're in a car and somebody else is driving, they'll fall asleep. And, and the reason for that is that when you're sitting in a car and you're looking out the window, you're, the brain is, is, is registering all the scenery that's going by and, you, and you're thinking about where you're going, you're talking, listening to the radio. Anyway, the brain uses up a lot of fuel just sitting in a car. And other people, um, you know, when you hear about people that fall asleep when they're driving, you know, they can go off the road and hit a tree and kill themselves. But that's always a low blood sugar, always. But once people get on progesterone, remember I said it blocks insulin? People never, I used to have to slap my face every time I was driving. And ever since I started using progesterone, I have never gotten sleepy in a car. Interesting. Yeah. But, you know, people in the military, people in law enforcement, they have a lot of adrenaline you know, to begin with. And uh, that's where PTSD comes from, is adrenaline. You know, it's not hard to get people well. You just have to treat the reason why they're not well. And it's tough getting doctors to understand that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so if anyone's interested in uh, Dr. Platt's supplement line of uh, natural bioidentical hormones, you guys could go to plattwellness.com slash discount slash Myers10 and uh, get 10% off uh, for you guys out there listening. So thank you so much for that, Dr. Platt. Um, is there anything anything else you wanted to discuss in regards to your book, Adrenaline Dominance, or anything that we missed about that or natural hormones? Well, people have to understand that it's not hard to be well. It really isn't. And again, as I mentioned, you have to treat the underlying cause. Let me bring up fibromyalgia because, you know, like I said, they're they're millions and millions of people with this condition, they have all been told that there's no cure for it. And, and yet it's an easy condition to get rid of. Uh, people with fibromyalgia, the main, they complain of two different things. They complain about pain. And the pain of fibromyalgia is actually due to a buildup of lactic acid in the muscle tissue. And the other thing they'll complain about is fatigue. And the reason why they complain about fatigue is that they're pouring out adrenaline, which and remember, it's the fight or flight hormone. So they keep their muscle tense. And when you keep muscle tense, you use up a tremendous amount of energy. So they, they have pain, they have fatigue. They very often wake up with low back pain and pain along the side of a hip. There are 18 pressure points. Uh, you know, people with fibromyalgia, they go for years before they this diagnosed. And yet it's a very easy diagnosis to, to make. But, you know, once they start lowering adrenaline, they can get rid of fibromyalgia in three days. That's how quickly they can get rid of it. There's another condition called chronic interstitial cystitis. Uh, and again, that's also caused by excess adrenaline. And that takes about two weeks to get rid of. So, but I'm just saying that, you know, yeah, have you ever heard of PMDD? Yes. It's mm -hmm. premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Mm -hmm. It's found in about 8% of women that menstruate. And, and these are the women that for 10 days out of the month, nobody can live with them because they have severe anger issues and severe mood swings. Again, excess adrenaline. And again, easy to treat. But again, considered incurable. And a big part of why they consider these conditions incurable is that they don't know what causes them. 
And that's why it's surprising when you say, you know, why is it that people haven't talked about adrenaline? I don't know. I don't know why they haven't. I'm not sure. My book is the only book ever written that talks about adrenaline, why it happens, the conditions, how to get rid of it. So what I would like to comment on for your listeners is that the, the nutritional approach to, to lowering adrenaline, the, the brain uses two different fuels. One is glucose. And I wish I could say eat a lot of candy and drink soda, but the problem with those kind of carbohydrates is they produce a lot of insulin, the high, high glycemic type carbohydrates. So the insulin will lower the sugar, it defeats the purpose. So the best source of glucose sugar for the brain comes from vegetables. In fact, green vegetables are like zero glycemic. They don't produce any insulin at all. So, uh, and that's when, you know, so one of the problems when people are trying to lose weight or they go on an intermittent fast is that they're going about 18 hours without eating. So the brain, so it's not, I don't recommend that for people with a lot of adrenaline. I don't recommend a lot of exercise for people that, that are, have a lot of adrenaline because the muscles will burn up a lot of the glucose. Now, the other fuel, which may be even more important than glucose are ketones. And you talk about a ketogenic diet. Uh, problem with a ketogenic diet is, you know, it doesn't involve a lot of carbohydrates, so they're missing glucose. But you don't have to be on a ketogenic diet to get ketones. You can get that from coconut oil or MCT oil. Coconut oil is great for cooking because it has a high heat threshold. MCT oil has no flavor, so you can add it to anything. That bulletproof coffee is one. But once people are providing the right fuel to the brain and using progesterone to block adrenaline, 24 hours, they are new people. I, I'm a testament to that. I'm, I'm so, like, I'm going to be taking progesterone for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, but can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, this, this podcast is about toxins, and there's lots of heavy metals and chemicals that interfere in estrogen that mimic estrogen. Can you talk about that role in, you know, all these xenoestrogens or synthetic estrogens from plastics and BPA and, and whatnot that are mimicking estrogen and therefore causing some an, an estrogen dominance and not even furthering the need more so for progesterone replacement? You know, the term estrogen dominance is when you have more estrogen compared to progesterone uh, to, to counteract it. I don't, yeah, it's, the problem with the xenoestrogens, I don't believe is estrogen dominance, but it but it's the toxicity of estrogen that, you know, you know the, the whole thing about estrogen, you know, I mentioned that it causes six different cancers, but it also, estrogen is where fibroids and endometriosis comes from, and, and it causes polycystic ovaries, and it causes gallbladder disease and asthma and migraine headaches, and estrogen causes phlebitis and blood clots and rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. I mean, it's a toxic hormone. People don't realize that. And this is why progesterone is so important because it helps to block estrogen. I appreciate being able to come on and talk to you and do some venting. And if people have any questions, they can always get in touch with me, uh, either by email at questions at flatwellness.com um, and, or they can call um, the office number 760-836-3232. And I'm always available actually to answer questions. You know, the important thing is that people have to understand that they have to eat correctly to lower adrenaline. You know, progesterone is easy. 
And, um, you know, progesterone normally goes on, on the forearms. They rub the two, two forearms together, but the back of the neck is a great place to put progesterone. Uh, I mentioned, you know, babies with colic, just rub it on their belly. People with restless leg syndrome, they just rub it on the top of the thighs. It'll go away in 30 seconds. Uh, any cramps in the calves or feet is also adrenaline. You know, progesterone is a, is a very safe hormone. And the only downside to progesterone is when people have a condition called type 3 diabetes. And type 3 diabetes is insulin resistance in the brain. And it's a precursor to Alzheimer's. It's probably the number one precursor to Alzheimer's. There's no test for it. However, people that have type 3 diabetes, if they use progesterone cream, will actually get a surge in adrenaline. And the reason for that is that, you know, progesterone does create some degree of insulin resistance and type 3 diabetes is insulin resistance of the brain. But aside from that, and that's a rare side effect, but it happens. But people should know that because Alzheimer's is actually a preventable condition, especially if you know what's causing it. So anyway, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And Here's to happy hormones. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dr. Platt. That was so interesting. I know that our listeners are going to get so much out of that and also some more peace of mind about doing hormone replacement therapy and the many, many benefits that comes with that. I'm a huge fan. I totally endorse hormone replacement therapy because it's a, a key to longevity. It's a key to feeling well, and it can help reverse a lot of symptoms very, very quickly, but it has to be done correctly. Uh, so Dr. Platt, thanks for coming on the show. And everyone, thank you so much for joining the Myers Detox podcast, where every week we have all different types of solutions uh, to help you on your journey to wellness and looking at all of those underlying root causes, because that's where the magic happens in meeting your health goals. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com, and I will talk to you guys very, very soon. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.